Welcome to Fanti, beautiful people. I am Travel. And wait, wait, that's not the real intro. Hold on. Welcome to Fanti, the home for complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives. <laughs> I'm entertainment journalist Travel Anderson. And I'm writer, producer, journalist, Jared Hill. Coming up on the show this week, we are talking to the hosts of The War Report and a conversation about OnlyFans. It's the conversation that almost didn't happen, the accidental episode that we told you was coming. It's Gaston Amante and Shalewa Sharp from The War Report. We're getting into that whole conversation in just a few minutes. But first things first, we're going to get into Pass the Popcorn. Uh, Travel is going to talk to us about Burger King trolling Chick-fil-A. I'm going to talk about eating chicken, which y'all know I have issues with and doing in front of white people, but go ahead on Travel. Well, this will be your second time talking about it. So, you know, second time, <laughs> once it's a mistake, second time it's a habit. So, right, it's a decision. <laughs> <laughs> so, in case you all haven't been paying attention, apparently at the top of Pride Month, Burger King decided to troll Chick fil A um, by talking about how they're going to give a percentage of every sale of their chicken sandwich to LGBTQ causes. Um, and so, if you haven't been paying attention, this all came out around the time that Chick fil A was in the news again for its, you know, anti-LGBTQ uh, associations. <laughs> let's put Let's put it that way. Um, long story short, uh, I feel like Chick-fil-A has always been, you know, uh, assailed by the gays for a minute because the, the owner, uh, Mr. Kathy, basically came out a few years ago and says that he believes marriage is between a man and a woman. Right? Um, and then it was discovered that the Chick-fil-A Foundation arm was donating money to entities like Salvation Arm Army and others that have anti-LGBTQ stances. So long story short, the company Chick-fil-A has been, um, you know, let's say augmenting its approach uh, when it comes to, you know, the different places it supports. But apparently Mr. Kathy himself is still giving to anti-LGBTQ uh, entities and apparently reportedly is one of the chief um, backers against the Equality Act, which, you know, variety of communities have been trying to get past for years at this point um and so i just thought it was interesting that you know burger king was like let the chopper sing yes come get our chicken sandwich on sundays and we give to the gays i first of all the idea that somebody in like burger king's east c-suite was like let the chopper sing like i i'm having a hard time picturing that but sure um i the the part of this that's interesting to me is like burger king is doing this chicken sandwich thing in like battling with chick-fil-a but really their sandwich is comparable to popeyes and so that's now what when you say comparable to me about this what do you well mean? so this is the conversation that i had with my family today because i i went and i did the work I did the research, okay? <laughs> um, me, my mom, my grandmother, and my brother, because I'm here visiting family out of town, um, we all had the Burger King chicken sandwich at lunchtime. Mm -hmm. And when I say it's comparable, I mean like just of the way that it's constructed and what she gives, okay. it is much more like the Popeye's chicken sandwich than the, the Chick-fil-A Chick sandwich. sandwich. Uh -huh. The Chick-fil-A sandwich is such a singular sandwich, like... It's the the breading is different. The oil mm -hmm. that they cook it in is different. The bread is different. Peanut oil. Um, yeah, the peanut oil. I, I guess that makes a difference. But also, like the Burger King and the Popeye sandwiches, both have like a thick, crispy, crunchy crust or like a um, breading on it. Mm -hmm. And so, 
the thing is, and I, I see your question here is, is the Burger King chicken sandwich good anyway? It is good. And I feel like it does, but it is comparable to the the Popeye sandwich. It's not the same. Okay, but I got I got Okay, you said it's good. Okay, but is it better than Popeye's? Because Pop, the Popeye's chicken sandwich is busted. Okay, it's now. I just want to. I just want to remind people because if you listen to my old show, drop the subject. Travel did a taste test on that show, but was like, I don't know, it ain't gonna be all that. And they were like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> And it was fun, and it was really, really good. I will say that the Burger King sandwich is comparable, but not better. The reason I say that is Burger King's uh, has, like, a sauce on it, but I think it... I'm not really sure what the sauce is. To be fair, they also have a spicy... They have a regular, a spicy, and then, like, a club version with um, lettuce, tomato, and stuff like that. I got the Mm -hmm. regular one. Um, I I think that the sauce does not do for me what the Popeye sauce does for me. Mm. Um, but also, Burger King's fries are way better than Popeye's fries. I'm sorry, and what? Like, the fries? You are no. I yes. No, beloved. No. Well, my brother was like, "Oh, Burger King's had the best fries since 90, 1992. and I was Lies. like, "You were born in nineteen ninety two. How did you even know that?" Anyway. I I would say that Popeyes is also harder to find in a lot of cities. So like if you have a Burger King that's near you and you don't have a Popeyes, I would say go give go the Burger to Chick-fil-A. King sandwich. <laughs> wow. Wow. Cuz you do. And uh, working on this A segment, we we decided that we're going to do we're going to do an episode on boycotts because mm-hmm. that will probably be next week or in a coming upcoming show, but I know that you are I was just in Atlanta, the headquarters of Chicken Fillet, and... (laughs) Please go to bed. If anybody who goes to Atlanta, you know that Atlanta has the Dwarf House, which is like, you know, a special version of Um, Mm Chick-fil-A. And I feel like when you're in Atlanta, you got to get you some Chick-fil-A. If you at the Atlanta airport, you got to take yourself to Terminal C and go to the Chick-fil-A and get your chicken. It's just like part of the culture. And we will talk about later, you know, the anti-LGBTQ and blah, 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 and and all of that. The the bigotry Um, and and the whatnot. All of that. But I guess (laughs) the the purpose of this conversation is for us to say, based on your own um, verification, that the Burger King chicken sandwich is is on something. So if you all are interested, if you're interested, they will donate 40 cents out of your, you know, whatever your price is for your chicken sandwich toward the HRC this month through June 30th. So up to now up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars because they don't really care about us are really underwhelmed by the 40 cents per sandwich and the quarter million dollar donation. I'm just like. I just don't know why any of these corporations, they be skimping when they be trying to give to the homosexuals and the trans folks. You said give folks. $10 million, girl. You can, I mean, listen, if you really committed to the cause, if you're really down for the community, why is we only getting 40 cents a sandwich? Give us the whole price of the sandwich. Huh, Mr. King? What's huh? going on? Mr. Burger? Mr. Something? Okay. 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 Last question, because <laughs> you have in here, and I think it is a good question. I don't remember Zaxby's uh, chicken sandwich. Do they have a chicken sandwich? I just was driving um, in in an Uber or something again in Atlanta, and I saw a sign for the Zaxby's chicken sandwich. I've never had it, uh, but I wanted you to rank the the chicken sandwiches that you've had thus far. Now oh, that you've Jesus. introduced the Burger King, you've got thirty so, seconds. Go. 
I yeah, we're almost out of time. Um, I because I haven't tried the Zaxby's one, I can't rank it. I will still say Popeyes is number one. Um, ooh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Chick Fil A is. Oh, the internalized okay, homophobia. The... No, no, no. <laughs> Please get off my phone. Um, the challenge is like, I don't think like the chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A is like that amazing. I think it's just good. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to say Popeye's Burger King Chick-fil-A. Oh, oh, so the internalized homophobia comment got you, huh? Because you were about to say something <laughs> no, different. I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out where to put Chick-fil-A in the whole rundown. I guess. It's okay. I mean, because Chick-fil-A also has like a really good mac and cheese now. But like the waffle fry, <laughs> the waffle fry, I know it's a cool thing that people love, but it's just not seasoned enough for me. Different conversation. We'll talk about bigotry and wow. potatoes next week. Um, <laughs> but we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's the accidental episode that almost didn't happen. We're talking about OnlyFans with Gaster Almonte and Shalewa Sharp. Don't go anywhere. Fans is coming right back. Vantai is brought to you this week by the folks over at HBO Max. We have told y'all plenty of times about the content that HBO Max has going down. And now, even more so doing Pride Month, they've got a variety of LGBTQIA2S Elemental P stories and characters and actors and comedians and all of that for you to check out. One of my personal favorites is La Veneno. Okay, if you have not seen Veneno, it is a like Spanish language trans coming of age. It's kind of two trans coming of age stories done at one time with actual trans people playing the trans role. Trans roles. It's based on a true story. It's it's so good. It is it is gripping storytelling. I've even not heard though about you this. It, you have to, I I've mentioned it on the show before. You've got to check it out. Okay. Um, I actually have been going back and watching Euphoria. Euphoria is uh, stars Zendaya, and it is really a <laughs> a challenging look at high school. Um, and I'm the thing that I'm really loving about it is one, it's just a visually stunning show. Um, but two, I feel like we are getting to see stories of like teenagers in a way that we haven't. It's really raw and gritty, um, and just beautiful. And I mean, you get to watch Zendaya. So like, what else do you want? Um, Euphoria is on HBO Max and so many other really great shows. Be sure to check out HBO's Human by Orientation's month-long celebration of Pride with the Digital Pride Hub on HBO Max with live music performances, queer comedy specials, exclusive behind-the-scenes conversations, and drag performances, artist spotlights, and so much more. Check out all the incredible HBO Max content. Um, curated to celebrate this month, go to hbom.ax slash fanti. That's basically HBO Max with the period in there. So hbom.ax slash fanti. Uh, visit right now and sign up for HBO Max to start streaming everything we mentioned and so much more. Fantai is also brought to you this week by the folks over at Stitch Fix, all right? I don't know if y'all are like me, but I don't really care for, like, shopping in person. It just takes a whole lot out of you, especially now in the pandemic and all of that other stuff going on. It's just too much, okay? You can check out Stitch Fix 
for all of your fashion needs, all right? Shopping for new clothes can be time-consuming, tedious, and expensive. Stitch Fix will make it easy to find the clothes you love. They offer clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. And every piece is chosen for your fit and your life. And it's the easy solution, they say, to finding what makes you look and feel your best. I've gotten, you know, my order. I've done a couple orders of Stitch Fix, actually. The thing I like is that they send you the stuff, and if you don't like what they sent you, just drop her back in the little prepaid bag, send it back. You can leave a little comment to your stylist and say, okay, this didn't work. I didn't like the fit of this. I need this pattern, this situation. Do that, do this, and then they will take your feedback and incorporate it into your next shipment, right? That's cute. It's it's so cute. All right, you can try on the pieces at home, keep your favorites, send back the rest. There's no subscription required. Try Stitch Fix once or set up automatic delivery. You'll pay just a $20 styling fee for each box, which is credited towards the pieces you keep. And there are no hidden fees ever. All right. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash fanti and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Okay. That's stitchfix.com slash fanti for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash fanti. Welcome back, beautiful people. So you're about to hear our Fanti discussion on OnlyFans with comedians Gaster Almonte and Shalewa Sharp. They host the pod, The War Report, which you should obviously check out. We've been calling this the accidental episode because there was a scheduling mishap. And, you know, we had to jump into action real quick. Like, okay, like we was, you know, Wonder Woman. We had to spin around into our outfit and get ready, you know? I'm seeing you in like a stiletto heel turning around, not quite fast enough, but doing it nonetheless. Uh, fast enough for the outfit to change, but not fast enough for it to look like TV magic, you know? Um, and so we had to jump into this conversation fairly quickly. We weren't able to pre-produce it in the way that we love to pre-produce our episodes, but the conversation was just so good and enjoyable. We wanted y'all to hear it and we wanted to share it with you. So... You gonna get it, all right? But give us a look, you know, don't do the most, y'all, when y'all email us, all right? Because, you know, we were working through some things. But, okay, take a listen. We had a conversation here once before about porn and the ways that we feel about sex work and all of those things, but we wanted to have a little bit more of a focused conversation about OnlyFans. If you're not familiar with OnlyFans, there are people out there who believe that Beyonce made it famous on the radio with her song uh, with, with Meg Thee Stallion. That ain't where it came from. OnlyFans <laughs> is a platform where people were able to uh, really be able to follow other people, kind of like you would on Instagram or Facebook. However, mm-hmm. it's really a lot about sex. So we wanted to bring in two fantastic <laughs> people that have a lot of opinions about OnlyFans. So please help us welcome Shalewa Sharp and Gaster Almonte. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's an honor. It's an honor I, to be here. Listen, we have been excited about this episode for a really long time. Really so long. let's let's uh, really get into this conversation about OnlyFans. So oh God. first things first, mm-hmm. tell me what is your relationship to OnlyFans? Shalewa, I'll let you go first. I actually... I have never looked at it. And I'll tell you why. Um, because I worked in a porn store for like seven plus years. Oh, wow. And that has in the um, in the late 90s into the early aughts. Uh, I was in a an adult video store 
um, that was the size of a blockbuster, but all the movies were dirty. And instead of popcorn, we had like uh, lube and cock rings. So Wait, where was it. this? Where Atlanta, Georgia. Mm, Is it Insurrections? Really? It's not Insurrection. That was <sighs> our, um, although I, I did like a quick bid there when I left the other place. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we were all on the same street um gotcha. uh, that you know had a lot of stores kind of like that um, oh wait that I, what is that street called because i Chester used to live there bridge road Chester oh, bridge yeah. where all the nasty shit's going on yes. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. so it was like a lot of adult stores and then also baby furniture and then also like michelin starred um sushi restaurants i was gonna so say aren't there restaurants right there. yeah there are a yes. lot of, yeah it's a great wow. one it's my second favorite street in atlanta um, my first being Ponce, but anywho, um, you could do all the steps of life right there. I was gonna say, don't you really want to go live in that Ponce market, like that big, beautiful building that uh, they have now? It looks gorgeous, it does look gorgeous when you consider what was there before, yes. Well, but I also, yeah, but I also, I mean, I miss the seediness of that street, like I used to live, uh, right next to the Dugan's bar. Um, mm. like, so during the rough rider years, so when oh. they all would line up on the street, all the bikes would, uh, right by my window. Oh, and I just, you mean rough riders, capital R, capital R. Capital I was R thinking about something different. Yeah. But Got I was it. also okay. working at a place that dealt with rough riders. <laughs> as uh, I you lowercase R, <laughs> R-O-U-G-H, hey man. Yeah. Yes, yes, so, yes, yes. Okay. So that's your background with the porn, porn. industry. So I, I, um, I'm glad that OnlyFans exists, if only because porn is always on the cutting edge of uh, technology in general. So this is like a, a way to cut out all the middlemanness of, mm -hmm. um, you know, doing being doing these scenes and like really making money. Uh, okay. I'm all for it. So I'm like, yes, absolutely. Let's. It's nice to know it's an option if need be. I'm here for it. I, I, I am. Yeah. Okay. Now, Gastor, am I saying your name right? Yes, indeed. You got me. Talk to me about your perspective on OnlyFans. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a fan of it. Uh, I have. Uh, oh, literally have, a fan. Yeah, literally. I'm. I'm in there. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't have any one page that I've been on for more than a month. I like to, you know, spread money around. I feel like it's. Uh, I don't have a lot, but I want to give to the community as much as possible. Um, Amen. But I, I love the whole idea of it. I think it's a beautiful place where, you know, for the first time ever, like uh, um, in the sex industry, women get to be in a position of power. Like they're treated like, you know, the way that uh, every other content creator is and that you get to make quality and abundance of product. And if the market likes it, you get paid more in abundance that's that's awesome you know so uh yeah seeing that happen and then uh you know even though they keep mentioning it i have yet to find these uh fitness and cooking shows that are also <laughs> on the network i'm looking you know right. you know i, I want to know what's possible you know uh I, i'd love to see the idea of someone taking off their shirt and also showing me how to you know make a really awesome pasta I, i'm into that market i want to know how it works um, it doesn't need to be sexy. It just needs to be on this site because it seems to be the place where all those worlds come together. Okay, now, yes. now, see, I I can rock with you on some of that, and then some of it I can't. So <laughs> <laughs> was it the cooking naked? Was it the cooking so, naked? I didn't come here to see a recipe. Okay. Like <laughs> I came here to see the ratchetry and the debauchery. But if you can get a recipe and 
the other recipe, if you will. Why not? Like, Jerry, that's not, like, I mean, that's not yeah. the dish I'm looking to make. No, like, but it's, I, you, you know, when you get like a job and like they'll tell you, yo, this pays, you know, 60,000 a year. And also you get free tickets to the movies, you know, like no one mm-hmm. uses those tickets. But it's nice to know it's a fringe benefit to the job. You know, I do appreciate like a little bit of diversity in the many different ways that 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 shows up. So I will tell you that my own relationship to OnlyFans, wow, wasn't ready to be talking about that. But like I will say (laughs) my own relationship to OnlyFans, um, I started seeing it popping up on Twitter all the time. So y'all will remember Tumblr right because mm-hmm. because it's officially dead but like mm-hmm. y'all remember when they made the content agreement that was going to change things for them where they weren't doing adult content anymore yeah and mm-hmm. i remember saying to someone like there's family content on tumblr <laughs> and like i had no idea <laughs> oh like all I, I thought tumblr was like only fans like let's just call it what it was so then like my porn diet changed to twitter and it was like a lot of twitter a lot of Twitter. It's primarily Twitter now. But (laughs) then I said, everybody had OnlyFans. And I was like, okay, well, what is this? I now have rules about what I will and want OnlyFans, right? Okay. If it's more than $9.99, I'm not doing it. Like every time I've ever seen someone Mm. with a $15 page, I'm confident that I'm going to be getting scammed. And I've been told by some experts in the field that that there are people out here who have their OnlyFans pages and they are just like, it's just pictures. I didn't show up here for pictures. Like I didn't come here for photographs. I can get that on your Instagram. The other thing that I do really, really appreciate and connect to with, uh, with OnlyFans is like the democratization of it all, right? Like the fact that people have their own power to be able to to make money in the ways that they want to. I think we have like all of this really terrible stigma about sex work and the ways that people um, use their bodies for work. But like, uh, I remember seeing someone saying on social media, like um, we talk about not liking sex work because it is people using their bodies. But like, you don't say that to people that have to go down and work in the mine who are using their bodies to go, you know, do this or people who are doing whatever. So I actually really do like that about OnlyFans because I feel like I can support directly with folks. Um, It's Travel, what is your OnlyFans relationship? Um, I am currently subscribed to, I believe, six pages on the Uh OnlyFans. Okay. Um, don't do nothing with them. But, you know, I do believe in like supporting folks, right? What we know is that the porn industry exploits just about everyone, right? And you get like a one-time check for that video and whatever company you do it for continues to make money off of that one video and you don't. Whereas OnlyFans as a platform allows folks to do their own, you know, video content creation, and to continue, they get to repurpose their own work, right? They get to uh, make money off of that. And so I got into the OnlyFans probably over the last year, I would imagine, um, because of the ways in which we saw like the traditional um, sex work, I guess, uh, industry kind of shift because of the pandemic. And, you know, theoretically, they weren't supposed to be making videos and stuff like that. But if you want it to, you know, take it on to yourself. Oh, I should also say th- these people as a as a film aficionado here, okay? They are engaging, some of them are engaging in great just like filmmaking practices, okay? You would not expect, right, to get a a 
you know, sweeping scene, you know, of, <laughs> of the Brazilian villa that they are in or whatever the case may be. You know, they're using drones. Right before you know, someone yeah. takes it on the it's, chin. Yeah, it, it really it's just the drones, it's the phones, it. the phones and drones. They're, they've really the stepped up everything. Yeah, it's just everything so, so like interesting to say the least. And I should also say, you know, I am not, you know, uh, Gaster, you mentioned women earlier. I'm not subscribing to the women's. Love them, but uh, not my particular now, persuasion. Now, why is that? <laughs> not my particular persuasion. Surprise, surprise. Um, but I do love the ways in which folks, like, you know, everyday regular folks, like I have friends, people that I went to school with um, who have OnlyFans pages, right? And they're doing fairly okay with their OnlyFans pages. And so like, I, you want to support people. So why not? I got a couple dollars, you know, I can do a little, I will say there is somebody whose page I'm on and they charge $12.99 a month. This is my first month with them. Uh, and I am one of those people who very much so feels like you need to be posting multiple times a, a week. Listen, know? like, and let's talk about A lot that. of them aren't. I'll leave it well, there. Well, for me, like, I, uh, we had a conversation about porn on the show uh, a number of months ago. And I, I believe in that episode, we learned that, like, Okay, I'll backtrack a little bit more. So we recently did an episode on gender, right? We had a lot of conversation about patriarchy and uh, misogyny and all of those things. And as we talk about OnlyFans, I'm thinking about that again, because we, if you look at like the top earners on, on OnlyFans, they, as, as far as gay men are concerned, they're all tops, right? They're all like insertive partners, not bottoms. And like, that is another way that patriarchy plays in a situation like this. So Gaster, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. He's like, I don't know no, no, next, no. but yeah, my bad. No, right, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I take, this I is, take it, I'll take it. This right. is one of those moments where a friend would do that to me, a friend would do that to me. And I would say, I want to pause you wherever my name was triggered by what you just said, I'm concerned, but, but Gaster, I'm I'm curious because you are a straight identified man, correct? Yeah. You made that choice, live with it. But I'm curious about what are the themes that you find on the channels that you tend to support? So I guess the things that I'm, I, I look for is, and keep in mind, like a lot of this happened because of the quarantine, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I, I, I never looked at, any porn site consistently before before quarantine it was like i i need what? something today not like i would look at porn but it wasn't like i had a site saved i would go on reddit and i would look for various okay. different things and then i would find a video that like applied to what i wanted then whereas Amen. the quarantine you know i love my wife she's dope and she gives me 99 of what i want but like, i'm gonna pause it right there I'm concerned about where that sentence is gonna end. There's a but. There's a but. No, no, no. I'm, 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 no I'm saying the but. I'm with the but. The the quarantine. See, I'm gonna pause you again. Are we talking about but with oh, one, one T? One just just want to be one, clear. One T, but. Just one okay. Because the person transcribing this episode later, that's going to be really important for the person who has to read it. I just want to put that out there. There you go. As you were, your wife does a lot. My wife does a lot, but the quarantine, because of the um, uh, emotional toll that mm -hmm. we put on each other, because we're the only people we saw, there were mm -hmm. times where, like, I wanted to 
uh, feel connection. And I felt it was unfair to like put another thing on her at the time. And for $7.99, I got to get a little bit of that from someone else without doing something that I don't feel comfortable with that would be cheating. So here I get to explore that. I get to feel that she's aware of it. We're healthy, but I'm still hers. I'm still with her. And by the same token, during this time period of a year where the only other adult she sees is me, you know, it's not another thing I'm throwing on her besides managing the crib. You ain't throwing that thing on her. Um, Okay. I don't want that pressure dynamic in the fam either. I get that. That's so I get real. That. Can I just say, I because I, I feel that the same with me and my partner. Um, we both have our own individual accounts. You know, we both subscribe to whomever we subscribe to. You know, it's up this little, little pandemic situation. You know, it can put a lot of pressure on a relationship, right? When that's the only person you're seeing every single day. And yes. then to also add, you know, uh, the, the emotional work and physical work that is like sex and attraction and like having to do all of that. It could be a lot. And so if you can go, you know, onlyfans.com backslash whatever you need to do backslash, you know, listen. And if if the other partner is cool with it, then like I love it. And you know, we do the same thing in my household. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I, I felt like it, it uh it, it was a healthy way of going about that. And then that's part of why I actually have that rule also, besides helping various people. That's also why I never like stay with the same person because then I feel like that would feel like kind of suspect because I'm building a bond with somebody. So every month. Oh, it's ethics. Yeah. So like to me, it's like, this is a different person. It's just like, it's meeting this need. And then I'm good back to to the missus. I love that. Okay. Now that actually makes this more interesting to me. And Shalewa, we're coming, we're coming to you, but I. Take your time. <laughs> I mean, this is fascinating. It, but... No, this is fa- this no, no, no. Truly fascinating. I like hearing this, is, this. This is really interesting. So, Gaster, was there a conversation with your wife about it? I wouldn't say like uh, specifically about the site, but uh, yeah. I would, okay, wait. Like, like it I, sounds I, like you're about to say this is the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, like because uh, she doesn't like uh, she doesn't use OnlyFans, so like. Um, and she still had a more traditional uh, day gig. So like her, I, I, I would say that my need came up first in that regard. So like I made her aware that a thing like this existed. Like I kind of introduced her to the whole idea of OnlyFans because to her it was just porn, right? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, like we talked it over and, you know, uh, it, it, there was a lot of things that kind of like make sense. Like, you know, being frank, I'm a stand-up comic. I have a lot of, uh, I have a later schedule that kind of, uh, both of us kind of had a heavy week and then we'd have ter- uh, two or three days a week that were light with the quarantine that went away. So I just had like days of, of freedom and energy and she still had like a restrictive schedule. So, you know, if I want to like connect with her on a Tuesday, I didn't feel that was fair. Like she spent the whole day working 10, 12 hours, real issues at her very important job. Then the kids got needs, you know, and even me and her, we have other needs outside of, you know, sexual. So, this was a way for me to be like, yo, you know what? Like, I, it doesn't need to be that today. We could do that on our day off, you know? And this is a way for me to do this in a healthy manner without, uh, you know, like, you know, putting something else on you. And then on the weekends, when you're, you know, charged fully, then we could connect together again. You're, so the reason I asked is because you said that you change every month because you didn't want to develop like too much connection to one person, which I thought was like, 
way more ethical than I um, was considering. And I think that's a really interesting part of it because it seems like, you know, you don't want to um, begin to have too much sexual connection to one individual other person that's not your wife. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, when, go ahead. Yeah, the only reason I say that is because uh, one of the things that I noticed that I thought um, was awesome about OnlyFans and what makes it incredible is that there's uh it's a relationship dynamic, right? Like you could ask for these pictures. The mm. videos could be live. They'll tell, they'll talk to you. Like they'll oh, ask you okay. questions, you know? Mm -hmm. So like when that dynamic is there, it's exciting and it's cool to experience, but you don't want that with the same person for a year. Cause then that becomes a real, like your person, you know, right. like. So let me, let me also give this caveat. Cause I didn't think about it initially. I hate when they have you like, they will direct message you and be like, for another $7.99. I'm like, I only pay $6.99 for this in the first fucking place. Why would I pay another $10 for this fucking video? I hate that. I hate it. Um, okay, so obviously you all know that we have like the fan and the anti-structure on our show. We're talking about what we appreciate and what we don't. Um, Shalewa, talk to me about the last thing that you that you like about this kind of thing, because I'm really fascinated that you worked in a porn store. Like, what is the conversation about that, about something like the way that works? Well, I mean, the way I ended up in a porn store is very simple in that I needed a job and mm. I thought there was no dress code. Do you know what I mean? So that's the kind of, <laughs> that's like where you're, that's how I'm entering these things. And she said, we sell fishnets with no crotch. You're not going <laughs> to yeah, tell me yeah, what I like can't I wear can, to work. I think I can wear jeans. So um, <laughs> there's that, but it, it's, it's also kind of weird in that I am, how do I put this? A, the freakiest prude. I'm, I'm a prude, but like if I've, decided if i've decided that you are who i'm willing to have sex with there's a lot to unpack in that oh, oh man. i mean you know um but, actually uh, <laughs> let's hang out there <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're what i've decided because i i've figured out early on that i am not necessarily good at just kind of being free and easy with my love Mm -hmm. um, because to me, it, it, it is a, a level of love. And I don't mm -hmm. know if that is healthy or not, but unfortunately that is how I'm wired. Uh, I am able to do it, but even in doing it, it ends up being a relationship where the parameters of that relationship is, oh, we fuck. Mm -hmm. I'm not fucking anyone else. Cause I've decided you're who I'm fucking right now. Mm -hmm. Don't necessarily want to hear about your day, but I do. <laughs> come to you for the fucking and that's mm -hmm. that's how that is yeah. can we so, please be friends because i'm in love with you like, i love the both of you have such interesting worldviews and i'm like oh my god i want to have them over for dinner okay carry on so, um, but but within that within that relationship uh, however we've decided to have that relationship um i will get as freaky as i feel comfortable uh, mm -hmm. you know, we'll try things. I'm okay with that. If we're right out the shower, let's do it up. But, um, it, wait, where was I going with this? Oh, so I get a job at a porn store, but I'm like a prude. Like my sister's like, how are you working <laughs> at a porn store? You used to cover your eyes when they kissed on the love boat. So it's, <laughs> it, it's weird, but because of that, I was able to like dis distance myself from what people might get hung up on in working around you know, pornography and mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. see it more as a job because my job, I'm on the tail end of it in that I am 
helping to distribute it to people. Um, but so what has happened before me? All right, well, here's the other elements of the job, the, uh, the getting work, the realizing, as, you're, as you said uh, before, the, um, uh, you, make, you do a couple of scenes and they cut you a check and they run those scenes into the ground uh, mm-hmm. for a, a smooth four or five years and you don't see any money from that. And I'm like, well, that's not fair because she did a lot of work and he right. did a lot of work and they should be compensated every time someone is watching them do this work mm-hmm. uh, because it is work. It is a job. No one just kind of stuck a camera in their window. It's a job. Yeah. So uh, to, to your point on that, I started to feel bad in the last year and some change mm -hmm. about how much I can, how much free porn I consumed Mm. as opposed to like things I was paying for. And let me be clear. I wasn't paying for anything before. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) You know what I mean? I get that. (laughs) But like, I started to think about like, if, you know, conversations about, you know, how we're trying to get free and liberation and I'm a bleeding heart liberal. And I'm like, Oh, but these sex workers are not making money off of when I see this on, you know, insert site here. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting to hear you talking about that because that was actually a big part of why, mind you, this is where if this were an episode of The Real Housewives, they would cut to me 10 minutes ago saying, but I ain't paying more than $9.99 for shit. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? So like, it's it's But you're still still paying. You're still paying. paying. You still made the leap to paying. I know after I... After I left that job, um, I was just like, I don't even know what I enjoy watching if I'm even in the mood for it. And uh, mm-hmm. I discovered what I did enjoy was from a site that you did have to pay for. And I was like, eh, but I like these. So I'm going I'm going to pay. And um, <laughs> a friend of mine was like, but you literally can go and get whatever you want from the store that you worked in. And I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> but. I mean, that, I know where that mo- I mean, like I, I, I know where the money that's going into that store, what pocket it's ending up in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this one, I get that. you know, I know it's going to. So I'm all for anyone who and also once I started doing stand up comedy, I'm like, yo, man, get get your money however you can. I'm not yeah. a, I'm not like a, a, a super I'm I'm not too much of a. Uh, get that bag kind of person. I mean, mm. get as much of the bag as you need to make sure that you are comfortable and that your loved ones are taken care of and all that stuff. And then, you know, maybe the des- designer bags will follow. But um, I am like, but however it is that you have, you have found a job that you are, you enjoy doing and you can make money from doing it uh, no matter how unconventional and you're not hurting anyone go on and do that. And the least I could do is toss you a few ducats if need be. Yeah. I would love to hear us talk a little bit about, so like over the last year in particular, celebrities have been jumping on OnlyFans. And, you know, I'm not speaking from experience, but I'm speaking from experience when I say (laughs) that, you know, you subscribe to Tyga and you were not. Pleased. I actually don't because no, thank you. Don't want to see that. Um, but wait, did you Tyga, say, wait, when you say tiger, do you mean T-Y-G-A tiger? Yes, that one. Tyga, I just yeah. want to make sure. Okay. Yeah. For the transcriber. All right. Yeah, for the transcriber. One t- yeah, one T in butt, 
Tyga's T-Y-G-A. Just trying to help out. Right, right, right. But Tyga is someone who's like actually having sex on OnlyFans. Whereas like full on sex. Yes. Um, but Using some of the it? other celebrities, you know, um, I'm thinking like a Trey Songs. I'm thinking like a Chris Brown. They're just showing you the same photo they're going to post to Instagram, right? Maybe there's a little print, you know, situation. But like you have people paying $20 a month for nothing, um, for what they can get on Instagram. Well, mm-hmm. and like uh, one of the people that I follow, <laughs> followed on mm-hmm. OnlyFans I, I was scrolling through his feed and it was just like photos, photos, photo, photo. And I was like, you ain't fucked nobody in three weeks on this feed, bruh. <laughs> you might want to figure it out. Cause right. uh, when that subscription comes up in seven days, if you ain't hit nothing, I'm going to be hitting unsubscribe. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's fair. That's absolutely I think that's fair. That's a fair part of it. But Not even as but, a fan, I'm just concerned for you. Like, you haven't had sex. <laughs> like, <laughs> sweetie, you're a sex worker. I'm paying for wrong. the sex work, so do the sex. Like, I, um, wow, my parents are going to hear this. So, Travelle. <laughs> Yeah. I, when when Shalewa describes herself as the freakiest prude that we ever did see, mm-hmm. it makes me laugh because I think of you as probably being a really freaky prude because you see, see the clutch yeah. of the pearls. Yeah, exactly. The clutch of the pearls <laughs> said, I would never. I will say I felt very seen as you were speaking about being a freaky crew. I it's, uh, it's hard. It's a little tough because I don't know exactly how to present um uh how to let folks know. Wait, no, but underneath <laughs> these layers of clothing. I swear to you my bra's made of lace, you know? But no one knows. No one knows. <laughs> that is me. I swear and, I feel And it. it's tough because I also like I said not free with the love. Like I I can't just like see, look, I I don't just mm-hmm. open it up. So for so now there's like a a period of where I'm just like, well, do I even feel like letting this person in or, you know, yeah. or, like there's a whole post-it situation on my wall before I decide to accidentally bump into them somewhere and then let them <laughs> do the work. You know, just Leo shit. Leo now, shit. I was gonna say, that is I say, Leo oh, shit. Yes. Uh, I don't know is what that, that means. my life? Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah. But it works, FYI. I mean, I got so, a whole partner out of it. <laughs> so Gaster and I are gonna continue our conversation if y'all are done. Okay. Um, Cause I don't feel seen or appreciated or respected. I just no, want to be clear right. about that. No, no. Okay. So now Gaston, tell me, how do you feel about celebrities getting on? Because like, we've seen this with black folks. We've seen this with white. What is the white woman? Bella, is Bella, that Thorne. Bella, Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne. She's yeah. on there. And like, people were mad at her cause she wasn't fucking or, or, and then there was a, a white boy, Tyler something. No, maybe it wasn't Tyler. Yeah. But like, yeah. and like, yeah. But like, he was showing the things, but he wasn't like doing the things. Mm-hmm. But when you think about celebrities joining, would you pay a celebrity on OnlyFans? And what do you think about it? I, I get it. I wouldn't pay for it personally because. Again, I think like the cool part is the the fact that it's interactive. Like there's a, a level of connection. So mm. that's what you're paying for, I think. So I actually love the idea that celebrities want to partake in that. But when you don't do that part of it, you're just like trading on the goodwill that all the sex workers built. 
like they're the ones like that made people want to come there because they're saying this is different than going to the websites, right? Like we're showing you that, but we're also talking to you. We're making content specifically for you. When a celeb comes in and cashes in on that goodwill that all these sex workers built in that community and then they don't partake in it, I got a problem with that. So like, you know, to, to your point, like in terms of, you know, uh, Tiger's like actually doing the work as dope. Like he's connecting and taking part in the community. Like, like you don't join, like, uh, you know, like if you get on Reddit, you should get like a weird nickname. That's part of their community, right? Like it's one of the few sites where like you don't sign in as your name because you're taking part in that world. You go on Twitter, you don't start posting, you know, like uh, biographies, right? You do like the, the, the limited characters. You go on IG, post pictures. You want TikTok? Post the little videos. If you are OnlyFans, I need to see you fucking and looking me in the eyes while you do Listen, it. Listen, like you know, period. yeah, like I don't want to see other angles. I want to see like, like connection. Talk to me. Make me feel it's me. You know. Okay, so now I. <laughs> this could go one of about thirteen different ways, and I'm trying to decide which fork <laughs> we're going down. But I guess for me, I'm also really curious about how race plays into like our porn diets because mm. all of almost all of the black people, all of the people that I follow are black. There is one white guy who has been doing very good work for a very long time. But like when on in the content, like they're like an hour and a half long. Whereas other people, like I've seen, why is there a two minute video on here? And I didn't pay $9.99. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, uh, how does how does race factor into, into porn for you guys, sir? Yeah, I, I treat it the same way I do as a creative. Like I want to do majority black and brown folk. And like, if I follow a white creative on OnlyFans, they just got to be like artistically beautiful. Like I want to know you have like, you know, bokeh, you know, in the shots, you know, I want to see, you know, that you did some color coding. I want to see crazy shit. I know that's right. <laughs> Said you, I want okay. in the shots. That's I'm it. so I want, angry I want with you. Learn background, you know? I want to hey, give me depth of field. Give me color. Let's see. You know, I want, I want, I want to know why am I watching this instead of supporting my people? And if I could justify that, like, yo, listen, That's I real. know he's not one of mine, but like this could, this could get an Oscar, you know, like, <laughs> and I'm with that, you know, I could, I could, I could do that. You know, artistically you're pushing the art forward. I'm on board with that. <laughs> you know what? I, I actually do appreciate that in porn, but like, I, I, I'm kind of in the middle, like when we had the conversation about like uh, sex work and all of that on the show before, I talked about how for me, it's, I need to believe that you're enjoying it, right? Like if I don't believe the people involved are having a good time, or if I don't believe they're having as good a time as their ah, ah, suggests, then mm -hmm. I'm not buying it and it doesn't work, right? And so I think for me, sometimes the high production value makes me believe it less than the things that are real, like shaky iPhone, you know, right, <laughs> ring yeah. light and a, uh -huh. and a tripod kind of situation. I don't know. Like I, I do. And I think I'm that a, is, I think that's from traditional or old school um, porn. Yeah. Is yeah. That, you know, the more that they've thrown money behind it, you're like, oh, there's money behind all of it. So I, I can't really believe the performances. Uh, whereas, so then people kind of, just uh, from antidotal evidence from years of watching, people would gravitate towards um, amateur, 
because, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, I've already seen what those folks can do. And now mm-hmm. I want to see, you know, there are yeah. these, these new people, people I don't even know. And it, I think it's in their house that they're shooting this and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Also, I want to say to um, uh, as far as uh, race is concerned, um, and I don't I don't know the breakdown now within today's porn standards, but I do know that um, well, I guess now it's called Ebony. But black, oh. <laughs> I guess they're calling it ebony now. Black movies are by far, by far the biggest money makers. Really? By mm-hmm, far mm-hmm. with everyone, not mm-hmm. just Which is- black viewers wanting to see black mm-hmm. people. Yeah. I mean, everybody wanting well, like to the- see it. It actually isn't that surprising considering like white America's fascination with blackness, right? Yes, and like yes. the hypersexualization of black women, mm-hmm. the mandingo, you know, kind of tropes right. about black men. Like that actually makes a lot of sense. And, and it's like, also just kind of trickled into pop culture in general in a more broad way. Right. Um, uh, in the way that what is now the the accepted Instagram beauty standard is, yeah. uh, a, you know, kind of based on a, a bastardized version of blackness. Mm-hmm. Right. But can I get, can I get deep for just a second? Absolutely. Um, and then we'll come right back to shallow um, and then go back to deep and then go out to shallow. And- <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, but that also makes me think about something. I think we may have had a, a, a second of discussion on the show about before, but is the, the prioritization of black customers is way underneath the prioritization of white customers right. because I'm certain that white porn stars make way more money than black porn stars do. Yes, right? they do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And because there's this idea that being white is better, that being white is higher end or whatever. But then when you get into the business of it, cause I didn't know this until you said it, but it makes perfect sense that black performers and black stories actually have um, have more appeal to the audience, but we're going to pay them less. We're going to do like less high-end movies with them. We're not going to invest in in what their images look like. That's actually really, really interesting. And talks in, in like when we think about how um, white uh, white audiences are, are coveted in advertising right now, for instance, on television, right. right? Like the white audience is the is the coveted audience at this age group, but like black audiences, if we're talking about, for instance, daytime television with like mm-hmm. daytime talk shows, we know that. Like a, a third of that audience is black women, but mm-hmm. black women aren't as as you know coveted a a demographic. So that's interesting to hear you kind of yeah. Um, and also uh, and that's an aspect about porn is once uh, I know for uh, heterosexual porn, um, if you are a white woman who has done a scene with a black man, and you were considered a high end white porn actress doing a scene with a, a black man you are kind of like, well, we don't really, now you're going to have to do scenes with black people because we can't have you as if you've been ruined, mm, which is mm-hmm. wild. The one drop rule. Yes. It's wild. <laughs> Cause it's like, okay, but those movies are doing well. Like those scenes are doing well. People want to see that, but it's still like, yeah, but we still got to keep our women but we'll pick which black man we'll have in the scene mm-hmm. we'll anoint that one that is the black man that we've deemed okay to do these scenes with our what it's wild the race is just and then that it's the same thing in gay in porn pre- as well yeah yes it's mm-hmm. it is wild to see that the discrepancies just in pay and it's just like when if you don't know that black movies are so popular 
and you hear that you're just like sure that's par for the course but then when you learn but wait people also want to see these movies more so mm-hmm. than mm. just it's it's very upsetting and as far as celebrities go when celebrities put out movies like they weren't any good <laughs> you know what i mean pam yeah. and tommy you know yeah. what i mean i mean that, an iconic iconic, iconic video iconic i mean yeah. look i mean if we're talking about iconic videos i though, mean oh ray j the whole reason we know who she I just is, saw, is because of that i just saw kim Listen. on a on a on an interview with big boy here in la who, who hosts a pretty big morning show here uh and she said that recently north asked her mommy why are you famous and she said she goes okay so yeah we're going here and she's yeah. like we have a tv show <laughs> like that's how she answered it but i, I just saw that yesterday yeah so i mean yeah it's um, wild but yeah celebrities okay. definitely mess things up for so okay fans. the yeah. last thing i want to ask you all here about only fans and, and the porn industry in general like Gasser, you have you seem like you've kind of like established some rules for like how you are consuming this. Did you grow to this point or do you feel like you've always been this part? Like, how did you start to evolve your your ethics around this? I I definitely I grew to this. I I feel like I've always been loyal to whoever I've been with. And now, you know, uh, you know, being married, I felt like it was important to find something that worked but still felt honest. I feel like if I have to like, like if I needed a time alone to rub one out and I can't tell my wife about it, something's wrong. And I know too many dudes that like, uh, they'll be like, oh, me and my wife got into a fight. So I waited till she fell asleep to like take care of myself. I'm like, all right, if you're doing that, then you feel like you're doing something wrong. Like, I don't know. So I felt like I needed to figure out a way where like, if me and her got into a conversation about it, I felt comfortable saying everything, you know, like, mm. and that's why I'm comfortable talking with this about y'all. You know, like if, uh, if she hears this podcast tomorrow, you know, I'm not, you're not going to hear about like, Oh, gas so broke up. It's crazy. Over the fan- <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> His wife heard Fantile podcast. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm okay with this being out there. Cause I'm although afraid. it could make for a great Twitter scandal for us. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we broke up a marriage or something. Okay. Shalewa, <laughs> yeah, Shalewa, kind of a similar question though. Did your sexual ethics, I'm guessing like, did they grow out of a lot of having spent that much time working in a, in a porn store? They are still growing. Um, I, if mm. I, I still don't love that. I still don't fully understand it. And I'm willing to say, Hey man, I'm a middle-aged woman and I don't understand how all of this works. I'm not in that. I am alone more often than not. I I'm uh, like a, a bona fide single lady and mm-hmm. uh, I've been in relationships, but, you know, more often than not, I'm single. And so I, I'm trying to maneuver what that is. And uh, if anything, I've learned that sex is important in ways outside of just like connecting with your partner or, um, you know, just being able to be wild. Uh, just mm-hmm. just a, a, the physical touch of someone is important mm-hmm. uh, for your well-being. And there are a lot of people who aren't getting that at all like that are never even thought about and Mm -hmm. uh and so i i sometimes worry for them because i think it's a very important thing that people should be able to have some sort of access to um without without danger 
Mm-hmm. And so I it's that's kind of where I'm evolving now, but I'm still I'm I'm still clueless and will <laughs> willingly say so. Um, and I, you know, I, yeah, I'm still trying to figure I, it all out. That's interesting um, <clears> that the they should be able to have access to that um, argument is something that comes up in the the pilot episode of a new series on well second season series now uh, on Netflix called Special. And he's a he's a special needs man, and I. I don't want to say the wrong thing about what he has. I, I think he's on the autism spectrum, if I'm not mistaken. But he is—he uh, ends up having like a hookup with uh, a sex worker, um, and it's like the first time he's ever had a sexual experience. And I just thought, like, oh wow, I never thought about this kind of a thing. And so, as you mm-hmm. say that, it makes me think about that. Um, before we go, tell us a little bit about your show, The War Report, and uh, and why our listeners should check it out. Gastor, you want to take that one? Oh, it's, yeah. It's your uh, baby. It's your baby. <laughs> yeah, the war report is uh, me and Shalay with Sharp getting up every week. Uh, uh, new episodes on Thursdays and Mondays. And it's just us talking about the news. Me and Shalay would do stand-up comedy all over, you know, and we would bump into each other, have these cool convos about what was going on. Um, And neither one of us talk about topical stuff on stage. So none of this stuff was, like, getting shared anywhere. So it was a chance for us to kind of create some fun content and connect with the fans in a way that wouldn't burn the material that we work real hard on as well. So, uh, yeah, we get to tell jokes, you know, give a hot take. And also, uh, it's been a year since I've seen anyone else but my wife and my OnlyFans people. So it was nice to just talk to somebody. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I get to see a friend of mine every week. Uh, so it was nice to have a scheduled appointment and be uh, mentally healthy. Uh, but, yeah, we uh, it's inspired by uh, the War Report album by Capone Noriega. Uh, you know, hip hop classic where uh, they basically are young people expressing what's happening in their neighborhood. Uh, we remade the cover, uh, posted it up with the initial episode. And uh, I like to think Priority Records or someone very high up at that record company said, no, this uh, remake homage of the cover is too good. And uh, they like filed an infringement claim and made us take it down. So, wow. Yeah, I reposted it and like, Shalewa had to call me down the whole day because I was like out there like I can't believe Noriega don't fuck with me and uh, <laughs> oh no yeah, yeah, get but, really, uh, he's was, getting reckless I'm like we don't we don't need this gas or we 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 don't need to come out to smoke like yeah, this is yeah like <laughs> we just got here <laughs> it was like seven thirty in the morning I've said to Shalewa with like numbers I was like y'all found four lawyers that could. Keep- <laughs> Let's sleep on this. Let's sleep on that. But yeah, Norman right. saw the cover and uh, retweeted it to show us love. So uh, the war report is alive and well uh, right now. So yeah, that's what's up. And it's available on all platforms, right? Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Our thanks to Shalewa Sharp and Gaster Almonte. Check out their show, The War Report. That's a brand new show. Um, you can get it wherever you get your podcast. Coming up, we're going to get into listener feedback, why y'all hate us. And Actually, somebody's really upset this week, um, and we're going to get into that. As we go to break, tell us, what do you think about OnlyFans? What did we miss? What did we get right? I'm pretty sure my perspective was right, and Travel's was a little underwhelming because Travel's approved. Tweet or post using the hashtag FantiFam. We'll be jumping in, responding to your posts on Twitter and Instagram from at FantiPodcast. Want to know what you think? And I, I particularly want to know what what artists, what sex workers are you supporting on OnlyFans? Turn me, oh, listen, yes. p- put me on a little something, something that I'm not you, familiar I mean, with, honey. Know, I mean, the group chat's going to get spicy after this. <laughs>
From the internationally acclaimed creators of Who Shot Ya comes the movie podcast Maximum Film, starring producer and film festival programmer Drea Clark as a woman bound by passion. I saw this eight months ago on the festival circuit, and I loved it. Film critic Alonzo Duralde as a man corrupted by greed. Why watch one Hallmark Christmas movie when I can watch seven? And comedian Ifiwadiwe as a man protecting a love that society simply won't accept. I think Pacific Rim is a perfect movie. And if you can't accept that, then I want you out of my life. From the makers of the movie podcast, Who Shot Ya, comes Maximum Film. That's right. We changed the name of our show to Maximum Film. But don't worry. We're still a movie review show that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. So tune in to Maximum Film at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I listen to Bullseye because Jesse always has really good questions. What did John Malkovich wear when he was 20? (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. There's always that moment where Jesse asks a question that the person he's interviewing has not thought of before. I don't think anyone's ever said that to me or acknowledged that to me, and that is so real. Bullseye, interviews with creators you love and creators you need to know. From MaximumFun.org and NPR. Alrighty, beautiful people, welcome back to Fantide. We're going to get into our listener feedback, your opportunity to email us, tweet us, Instagram us, all of that other stuff. We've got an email here from Kathy. This is in response to our bitch episode uh, starring the one and only Amber J. Phillips, a.k.a. Amber Abundance. Um, so Kathy says, I enjoy listening to the show, get a broader perspective, da 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 However, to me, your ability to deal with topics relating to women is sometimes lacking. I was disappointed with your dismissal of the opinion of the woman who emailed regarding her dislike of the word bitch. To me, your responses were, quote, I get that, but I like saying it. Bitch used as a slur toward gay men is a pejorative against women because anything seen as feminine has historically been less than. The gay community reclaiming it doesn't actually reclaim it because it doesn't diminish the original meaning that women aren't something you want to be. I liken it to the word guys. Growing up, it's all anyone used for a collective group. When it's pointed out that that's not that not everyone are guys, the reply is usually, well, I meant it to be gender neutral. Except it can never be gender neutral. It just centers gender neutrality around the male space. As a cis white woman, I never need to code switch. And I can usually tell when entering a space whether it's safe or not. So I don't know what it's like to need a word to help me read the room. But I don't think it's fair to your friends to put the onus on them as to whether you can use a word or not. There are a lot of words that were used in the past that seemed harmless that we don't use anymore because we know better. There are a lot of discussions that make me feel uncomfortable and I know to sit with the, with the discomfort and figure out why it makes me uncomfortable. And I've learned a lot from doing that. But this discussion and response to the email made me uncomfortable in a different way. Jared? Well, um, that pause was as pregnant as Meghan Markle was last week. But I just want to point out, um, I... <laughs> I... Hmm. So I'll start. It's okay. You want to percolate? Well, so here's the thing. Yes, go. (laughs) Here's the thing. I actually don't... I don't think that we... 
I was going. Okay, so I had planned to get on this, on this, on this, you know, little Zoom situation and cuss Kathy out, right? And I, I planned. That was my intention. However, I have. Uh, <laughs> that was my intention. I, I, I'm feeling differently in the moment as we record. And what I will say is that I don't feel as if we dismissed her comments. Um, I, I feel as if we took them for what they are and we grappled with them. And the point of what we were saying was that you can have parameters for yourself around the words that you will and will not use for yourself and even for those that you are in community with but to to police that language for other people that's when we get into the issues right and that's what that entire you know last quarter or half of our conversation with Amber was I do wonder if if you perhaps felt uncomfortable because you felt implicated in in our response as well and i'm not sure what i can do to to you know ease your discomfort but perhaps as you said at the end of your email kathy that you know um how to sit with discomfort and figure out why it makes you uncomfortable um i wonder if this is an opportunity to to put that into practice um that was really diplomatic um Cause I think this was some book. No, no. I, I I guess the part where I have to push back is the uh, first of all. I think that I liken it to the word guys thing. I the conversation around the word guys is something that I I think is um, valid. I don't know that it necessarily applies in the same way. Um, but I, it is something that I try to be aware of, but I still do. And I'll say, Hey guys. Um, and I, I try not to do that. I think that was actually something I used to say on this show. Um, and that's how we ended up landing at hello, beautiful people. Um, I, the, I don't know that I think it's fair to say that, like asking the people in the room, what they're comfortable with is, you know, putting the onus on, on my female friends. Um, I've never, I just don't know that I rock with you on that one because if, if we're talking about policing the language of other people, which we've already established that we're not here for, if I'm coming into a space and like trying to be respectful and saying like, how do you feel about this language? And someone says yes or no. And then I respect that. I don't know what else I could possibly do there. Um, so I, I can't really rock with you on that one, but you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yeah, I mean, and and I mean, I will say that the I forget the 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 person's name who who wrote the original email. I believe it was Emily, maybe. Um, but I do want to note that Emily did email in and thanked us for um, reading her email and engaging with 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 you know what she was putting forth. So shout out to you, yeah. Emily. Um, I hope that's oh, that's your right. Name she did follow up. Yeah, um, that's right. Um, okay, we're gonna get into the second letter quickly. Yeah, we have a, a quick letter um, from Clara. Um, this is in response to a throwaway comment you made in a previous episode. Can I just say before you read this letter, I, I read this letter top to bottom, which, you know, I don't often read them. <laughs> um, but like this blew my mind that that small statement that I meant <laughs> um, that 
This letter can't just read it. It's mind blowing. So Clara is responding to episode forty-five, freelancing and Beyonce's gig economy. Apparently, Jared said something about you know y'all know the little the little driblets of flour that that slide out of the bag, you know, and out get all over bag. everything. Yeah, out of the paper bag. And so Clara apparently works at a, a company, I guess, that is involved with flower packaging. Um, and so she and sent this email basically talking about how this plastic versus this paper conversation has showed up, you know, in the actual industry at her company. Um, Which is and she crazy. Was, she, she was just saying that like people had, you know, various ideas, um, but she did boil it down to three points. She said, one, I hate, oh, she was saying that because of the pandemic, uh, the company she worked for did start packaging things in plastic because they because had like a, sh- shortage a shortage of, of the paper. Yeah. Um, and she was saying that like customers felt mixed about it and so she says one i hate the plastic bags more plastic is bad for the environment two eh i do see how transporting cleanly cleanly is beneficial and it also means that we don't have to place the flower bag into a separate plastic bag during shipping also when transporting a pallet of flower bags to our warehouse for distribution the plastic bags are transported loose in a large cardboard carton while the paper bags are stacked on a pallet that is then wrapped very heavily in plastic wrap it is technically possible to recycle the plastic bags perhaps these plastic bags are a net good three weight while it is possible to recycle the plastic pouches, most communities aren't set up for it and they go in the landfill anyway. Unless you take your collected pouches to a specific plastic film recycling location, it is almost always going in the landfill. Perhaps large warehouses are better able to recycle the plastic that is used to wrap pallets of paper bags than individuals are able to recycle the individual pouches. If paper flower bags are packed snugly in appropriate sized boxes, then they are much less likely to break in shipping and don't require an extra plastic bag. To wrap it up, it almost always makes more sense to sell paper pouches in grocery stores because shipping individual bags and the damage that comes with it isn't an issue. When paper bags are packaged appropriately for shipping, they have a very good survival rate. Plastic pouches use plastic that isn't often recycled. To connect this more closely to Fantai's main talk, okay, she goes, but she's basically telling you that it's a net positive for the paper bags so you just gotta deal with the fucking driblets of flour that come out of it is what she's saying love the show and a little flour dust won't kill you is what claire so, says so i showed up to the zoom call to cuss out clara now let me tell you something no i'm kidding but like i i don't think you're wrong i i, I after I said this on the show, I got tweets from people saying, um, uh, I think even you or no, no, no. Someone, I remember one of the tweets said something to the effect of not Jared calling for more plastic or something like that. And I'm like, listen, I get it. I'm not saying that it is a, a more reasonable option. I just know that when I've been buying like almond flour lately, for instance, it comes in a Will plastic you bag almond flour? and it's not. Well, when I'm on keto, because, you know, we, we're, we're trying to change up some things around here. Um, it comes in a plastic bag and like it's resealable in a way that's useful. It doesn't spill. I don't pick it up off my counter and there's, you know, flour on the counter or whatever. So I just think it would 
it would be better as a consumer if it worked that way. I think the bigger issue that we have to talk about here is both of them require recycling, right? Both paper and plastic requires recycling, mind you, different processes. But I think we need to get better about recycling. If you guys have looked at the, the ways that recycling actually does not happen in a lot of times, um, things end up going into the trash. Um, that is something that is a different conversation. But Clara, you're right. I just want to fight. So I'm disagreeing. And I just, I just wanted to circle back to Kathy real quick. Because uh, there was another part of Kathy's email at the beginning that I just wanted to like agree with. She said that like sometimes we're a little lacking when it comes to like topics that we we bring up with, as it relates to, to, to women. Um, and while that is a very binary uh, way to go about you know uh the critique mm. i did want to acknowledge that that is also why like we don't try to be perfect and have these conversations that is why we brought on you know somebody who identifies as a woman to be able to push back and 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 you know uh add nuance to the conversation that perhaps we can't do um so i just wanted to say that real quick okay let's go all right now it's time for us to jump into our dishonorable mentions these are the stories where people that caught our attention this week that deserve a call out either for their good or for their stupid um, I am going to uh, start off by shouting out Pose, and I know that I, we talked about this last week, but the finale was this past weekend, um, and I just want to make sure that we give flowers to Pose because I think Pose is going to be for this generation's like queer folks, um, what you know Will and Grace was for a lot of people, and what you know Noah's Ark probably should have been, but never quite became. But it's still Racism. like really, really important. Well, listen, um, so I just think it's really important to, I, I say like, I, I I know it will go down in the history, in history as having moved culture forward for trans non-binary, more so trans than non-binary, because I don't know that there were many non-binary characters there, um, but also queer folks, um, just to being able to be seen and be heard. Um, and I'm really, really hopeful that we'll see the stars of that show carry on into new things um, and have great careers we gonna see. Um, my second honorable mention, I would like to give to all the black Apple nerds out there that are excited about iOS 15. Shout out to Denver Sean over at Love B. Scott. And um, Denver has a show called uh, Let's Let's Have a Drink with Denver Sean. You can check out his podcast. Um, he, he ends up talking about a lot of like tech stuff and things like that. So um, I'm really excited about iOS 15, but I also know that I'm a nerd for even saying that out loud in front of other people. But that's fine. Um, I also want to give a dishonorable mention to Chris Harrison, who you might know as the host of um, of The Bachelor for the last 650 years. Um, the idea that Chris Harrison is exiting the show because of issues dealing with race is kind of hilarious to me because this show has been so overtly racist for so long and if you guys are not familiar if you all are not familiar with the way that um this went down recently on the most recent season where we had our first black bachelor i believe his name was matt james um the woman that um was one of the contestants who i believe ended up winning she was seen in photos at like a plantation themed party which obviously has all kinds of you know racist undertones and overtones to it so um chris was in that situation saying well you know that was years ago it was in 2018 okay barack obama wasn't even president anymore like come on <laughs> So he's ex exiting the the Bachelor franchise, um, and you know I think it's 
well overdue. Um, that means bringing somebody else. That means there's an opening, Jared. You should, you know, call up your agent and submit yourself. I, you know, think you would be a great host. First of all, I don't appreciate your sarcasm. No, Third no, no, of no, all, no, I was being serious. I think I would actually slaughter that job. Um, I would really love it. The job that I actually really want, and I want to start a campaign, is for Colin Jost's job at Weekend Update on SNL because it's rumored that he might be leaving, and I want that job. And yes, they can have two black people up there and one of them can be a black gay. So um, that's the job that I want. And I would love for y'all to start a Twitter campaign. Choices. Um, weekend update, Jarrett. Um, what you got? <laughs> hashtag um, weekend update, Jarrett, is, is what the hashtag is going to be. And I need everyone to join in at campaign for me. I oh appreciate God, it. Thank Jesus you. Have mercy. Um, I just have two quick honorable mentions. I want to give a shout out to. Uh, <laughs> so, Okay. So my honorable mention is for Cynthia Erivo, who dropped a new single from her debut album this past week called The Good. It, Why did you laugh like that about this, Because though? I'm going to get to it. Okay. Um, because I tweeted, I Instagrammed it, and our good friend, Miss um, Legal Sojourner, um, you know, if if y'all remember earlier on in the life of Fanti, we did an episode called The British Are Coming, and it was mm. chiefly about Cynthia Erivo and other British act Cynthia Erivo at the time playing Harriet Tubman and other British black British actors playing black American icons and Aretha Franklin. Um, right, which you know that series came out um a b- couple months ago. Anyway, um, so I tweet, I Instagrammed it, and Monique, uh, which. We know is not her her real name, but she know she, we see each other when we use Monique, so she knows <laughs> what we talk about. Okay, <laughs> um, we see each other. Uh, but Monique was like, "Ugh," or something like that, because you know some black people, some black Americans have issues with Cynthia Riva for some you know past stuff she has said. But the track is good. Okay, it's called "The Good." It has a music video in which her love interest in the music video is a woman. Um, and so some might say it is a dot, dot, dot. Um, I haven't, you know, it is a, it is happy pride month. My next honorable mention. The subtweeting, the subtweeting, the subtweeting. Oh my God. Um, my next mention, this isn't even an honorable mention, but as we were producing the episode, I got a release from Netflix announcing a Medea Homecoming. This is a new Leave movie, apparently, that Tyler Perry is writing, directing, and starring in for Netflix. No. Um, he is bringing out of retirement his character Medea for a 2022 uh, film. And, you know, I thought we were done with this, but um, we're not, apparently. Um, and so if he's not doing stage plays, I don't want to see it. Um, and that's where that is. And I'm, then last but not least, oh, go ahead. Can I, can I just say, I, I hate this, mind you will probably watch it but like <laughs> tyler you cannot put someone and put a character into retirement and then bring them back 
in about the same amount of time that you would have between two movies in the first place. This is some <laughs> bullshit. Listen, I'm annoyed. Tyler's gonna get his money regardless by hook or by crook. I know that's right. Okay, Listen, um, I'm just and, jealous. And then one last honorable mention, just so you know, a quick Dion Warwick update, if you will. Um, she is has been spotted. She's teamed up apparently with Solange and the one and only Dominique Jackson, aka Miss Electra Abundance from Pose for this new short film that is on um, Solange's platform called Saint Heron. Um, we're gonna link out to an article about it in the show notes. But shout out to them. I think that's a perfect, you know, that's a perfect match that I didn't know I needed, but I'm glad to have it. That's a really I. I would really love to hear the conversations between the two of them. <laughs> Cause like, I know Dion is asking some really problematic questions and getting told, so that's none of your business or actually getting the answer because she's Dion Warwick. I, j- I, I have so many questions and so many follow-ups, but anyway. We want um, that reality uh, show, you know. Speaking, speaking of Electra Abundance, it's time for... Black History is happening every day. So uh, in honor of Pose's passing, the finale, the, the ending, I don't Not know how we want it's passing, Lord. I Not mean, a transition no. to glory. Listen, her home going. Um, <laughs> we wanted to pull out one of the most iconic moments from Pose. This is where Electra, Angel, and Lulu are sitting at dinner at a country club, and they're approached by a white woman who she's not too comfortable with the presence of the ladies at the table. Take a listen. God may have blessed you with Barbies, a backyard with a pony in it, a boyfriend named Jake, and an unwanted pregnancy that your father paid to terminate so you could go to college and major in being a basic bitch. None of these things make you a woman. Mm-hmm. Clear your throat. Lubricate. Mm-hmm. Now read that bitch. Your uniform of ill-fitting J. Crew culottes, fake pearls, and 50 cent crunchies cannot conceal the fact that you do not know who you are. I know our presence threatens you. We fought for our place at this table, and that has made us stronger than you will ever be. Now pick your job off the floor and go back to your clam chowder and shallow conversations. My girlfriends and I aren't going anywhere. It was pick lovely up. talking to you. Y'all heard that? Go and get your clam chowder before the clam chowder gets you. Shall we order another round? Yes, please. Shit. I just love this moment, and like we saw another moment similar to it uh, in this the finale season uh, in the wedding dress uh, scenes. I just I love this moment, and listen, Black History is happening when every day. Amen. Shout out to Poe. Shout out to Dominique Jackson. All right. We're going to get the hell up on out of here. Before we go, making another quick plug for the podcast, the limited series podcast and video that I'm doing um, with EW called Untold Stories Beyond the Binary. Hope you're checking that out and getting your life. Um, I think that's it. You have a plug or anything? What are you doing? Um, by the time this next episode is coming out, I will be hosting the Vision Awards on Thursday evening next week. Um, and you all can check out uh, Stonewall Community Foundation. Uh, go to their website and learn how you can um, donate to support the causes of Stonewall. They do a lot to support black and brown, queer and trans folks uh, throughout New York City and actually around the country. So um, Stonewall Community Foundation and the Vision Awards will be on the day of the next airing of this show. So i um, looking forward to that. I'll be um, doing that and some other things. So looking forward to it. 
Alrighty then. And if this conversation that we had this week piqued your interest and you want more of this. Good, good. Check out other episodes that have a related conversation. I'd suggest episode 50. Let's talk about sex, baby. Featuring Michael Street. All right. As always. Um, Okay, go ahead. This is your part. Sorry, my bad. I wasn't sure how we were. How? Okay, well, uh, <laughs> we thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we ask that you give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Let us know what you like about the show or what you don't. Um, if you have a comment or suggestion about this week's show, you can tweet or hit us up on Instagram at uh, Fanti Podcast on both of those platforms. Use the hashtag FantiFam and we'll jump in and respond to your comments. If you want to send us an email, you can do so at Fanti at MaximumFun.org. And if you are not a member of the Fanti Fam, when we're talking about finances, you can do that at MaximumFun.org slash join support the can show. Can you pay my um, bills? Can you pay my telephone bill? <laughs> not really sure that's appropriate here um let's shout out to the creatives who make this show possible our music is by Corey. So that is c-o-r dot e-c-e you can get it wherever you get your slate worthy audio graphics are by ashley wen and moonhouse creative our producers are and jordan This is a production of Maximum Fun. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported. Um, Jordan obviously cut all of that out. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually love it if you just like bleeped a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs>